A few weeks ago, I went down to Wimberley to meet two of my college teammates for dinner. And it was so fun. We, we ate at the Leaning Pear, and they didn't pay me to say that. I just am telling you that it's a great place to eat in Wimberley. And when we were down there, we were sitting at the table, and we were doing, you know, what you do when you get together with old friends. We're telling the stories about the past, telling stories about our coach, making fun of teammates, just having a good time. And then we're talking about the present and, you know, talking about our children. And, and we were having, we were laughing so hard that, you know, when you laugh so hard that your jaw begins to ache and your stomach begins. And then Carla looks across at me and she says, that table over there, they keep giving us dirty looks. And I was like, oh, the fun police. Y'all, you know what I'm talking about? It's like, Although I'm not going to, I do think there are times when loud laughter and, you know, roarist conversation is probably not appropriate. But we were just out trying to have a delight in one another's presence. Well, there's this group of people in the Gospels, they cannot stand it when other people are having fun, when they are delighting in something beautiful and good. And we're going to read about them today in our very familiar text of Palm Sunday. Here is the words from the Gospel of Luke. So Jesus is coming down um, from having a conversation with a crowd. And after he had said things, he went on ahead going up to Jerusalem. When he had come near Bethpage and Bethany at the place called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples ahead of him, saying, Go into the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find tied there a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you why are you untying it, just say this, the Lord needs it. So those who were sent departed and found it as he had told them. As they were untying the colt, its owners asked them, why are you untying the colt? And they said, the Lord needs it. Then they brought it to Jesus. And after throwing their cloaks on the colt, they sat Jesus on it. And as he rode along, people kept spreading their cloaks on the road. As he was now approaching the path down from the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice, for all the deeds of power that they had seen, saying, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. But some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, teacher, order your disciples to stop. And he answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the stones would shout out. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Jesus is on this young colt, we are told. He's riding through Jerusalem. And us, as viewers and listeners 2,000 years later to this scene, we know what he's riding towards. We know that he is riding towards persecution, suffering, torture. He's riding towards a place where the idea of fair doesn't exist, complete lack of justice. We know he's riding towards his death. But this crowd, 
They're just there praising God. It says, the scripture says it was a multitude of disciples. These are not just the 12. These are crowds and crowds of people. These are the people that saw with their eyes a man get lowered through a mat who could not walk his whole life and suddenly Jesus heals him and he can walk. These are people who saw with their own eyes a man who had been blind since birth and Jesus heals him and suddenly he can see. These are people who were in the crowd on that hillside who saw two loaves and a little fish or two fish and a little loaves and then all of a sudden everybody in the crowd could, they, they witnessed with their very own eyes and they look at this man and they are praising. And what are they praising? The scripture says, for the deeds of power that they have seen with a loud voice. The Greek word that's used here for loud voice, megaphone. With a, as if they were holding a megaphone. Notice what all of the multitude of disciples are not shouting. They're not using this opportunity to shout judgment on what they think is right or wrong about the world. They're not using this as an opportunity to shout statements of defense or offense. And they're not using it as an opportunity to criticize those that maybe aren't shouting as loudly. Consider what are the loudest voices in our world today? What is shouting at us? And, and what might our very own lives be shouting to the world? The disciples here are shouting three things. They are shouting blessing and peace and glory for the mighty deeds of power that they have seen this man do. Now keep in mind that these disciples, it's not as if they were absent from struggle. The majority of them that we know, the thousands and thousands and thousands of them, they were peasants. They didn't know where their next meal was coming from. None of them ever would own land and they would all die with so much debt to the Roman government they would never be able to pay back. These were men and women these were children and families who lived in a world where corruption was just normalized, where the idea of fair and just, it didn't exist. And if you wanted to have justice, it was only in the hands of a very, very, very few people that were wealthy and were elite. This is the crowd that is shouting loudly of what they have seen these deeds of power in scripture, in Greek, it says they're dunamis. It's where we get our word dynamite. My brother-in-law used to own a blasting and drilling company in Georgia. And I remember he always had dynamite in his truck. And so I called him yesterday because I was like, tell me more about dynamite because that's the word that's used in the Palm Sunday text. I said, why did you use dynamite? Listen to what he said. We had to move the earth so that what was needed to be put down, whether it was pipe or laying a foundation or a road, what needed to be put down had space. 
moving the earth so that what needed to be there had space. Consider what does our world need right now? What does our world need moved so that there might be space? When disciples shout the praises of the dynamite things that God has done, the earth moved. There are other times in the scripture when people shout with loud voices and things change. Consider Joshua and the Israelites. They're outside of of the city of Jericho before this immense wall. They should not have won the battle. And for six days, they march around the city. And then on the seventh day, it says that they whisper quietly to tell people. No, they shout with loud voices and the walls fall. The earth moved so that God and the people of God had space going on whenever the Ark of the Covenant would come into a new village. The scripture reads that the people whispered of its presence, so holy. No, when the Ark of God came in, they shouted, trumpets blew. People were ecstatic because this is a powerful thing that we all have witnessed to. The earth moved so that the holiness of God had space. Fast forward to after the exile in the book of Ezra, the Israelites are rebuilding the temple that has been destroyed. They are rebuilding the foundation of what is about to be the place where once again, they can freely worship God. And we are told that the people shout with a loud voice of joy. The earth moved so that the worship of God had space. So many times before our text today, Jesus is walking throughout different villages and we are told that people shout out to him, son of man, have mercy on me. They, had, they wanted to tap into that power that they had seen do amazing things. The earth moved so that the mercy of God had space. And then in the book of Acts, the Holy Spirit descends upon the disciples And then the disciples began to speak in all these other languages. And so people that spoke one language heard one thing. And it's almost like there's a reporter going through asking like, what do you think? What do you think? And they get to one of the guys and the guy says, look at him. He's speaking about God's dunamis, God's deeds of power. Some people just thought the disciples were drunk. No, the earth moved so that the spirit of God had space. So how can we do the same? How can we as 21st century, postmodern, extremely busy followers of Jesus, how can we make the earth move so that the mercy, holiness, worship, and love of God gets more space in our world? We've got to share the dynamite things that God has done. We don't need more fun police. That's what the Pharisees are. They see the disciples shouting praises and they just cannot handle it. Whenever the Pharisees see dinner parties and joy happening, they want it to stop. Whenever the Pharisees see people leaping after being healed, they want it to stop. Whenever they saw joy, compassion, and love, they wanted it to simmer down. They would call it out as bad. It was done at the wrong time. It was inappropriate. I think we as Christians, I think we do hold back from sharing 
these amazing things that God has done for fear that it might appear insensitive to the pain and the war and the suffering that is going on in our world. I get you. Notice that when the disciples are praising God for all the deeds of power, Jesus doesn't tell them to simmer down. Jesus doesn't say, oh, actually, you really shouldn't be praising me because there are so many people with with lots of bad things that are going on in their life. No, you see, that's the Pharisees that do that. So the Pharisees ask Jesus, put them in their place. They assume when they ask him, they call him teacher, all respectfully. Teacher, tell them to be quiet. They assume that he's going to agree He's going to agree that these disciples have done something wrong and Jesus is going to call them out on their bad behavior because it's the wrong time. Jesus responds, I tell you, if these disciples don't praise, even the very stones we stand on will cry out. I have been in so many small groups and Bible studies throughout my life. Do you know what the longest part of small group is? Prayer requests. You know what's the shortest? Praise reports. We spend more time, and I'm not judging it. I do it too. We spend more time considering what we need from God than what God is already doing amongst us. I think one of the greatest responsibilities we have as Christians is to notice to point it out, to name the great deeds of power that are being done in our world. This is when we see God is at work, praise it. This makes the earth move and makes space for the holiness, the mystery, the love of God. Praise and negativity are contagious. As followers of Christ, let's choose praise. Let's choose praise, not just with our words, but with our very lives, but be assured of this. Even if we don't, the very rocks will cry out. May it be so in my life and in yours. Amen.